And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner, and uh, my co-host, Hall of Fame Coach Ted Huber, will be along shortly. As uh, this week, we're going to be taking a look at the North-South All-Star Game from 2001. And it just so happens that the head coach of the North Squad was a coach I served under as an assistant at Warsaw. And that's Coach Phil Jensen. So he's going to be with us here, and we're going to talk about the game, the players, and everything that was involved in that 2001 contest. Before we do that, though, let's take a look at some of the things that were going on back then. Of course, uh, 2001, terrible year as the uh, terrorist attack took place and attacked the towers and lots of people lost their lives. Uh, That was a horrible situation for us to all be in. Taking a look at the brighter side there, some of the top movies of the time, The Lord of the Rings, Shrek, and Ocean's Eleven. And in Super Bowl action, Super Bowl 25, Baltimore Ravens topped the New York Giants 34-7. And uh, taking a look at uh, college football, the results from back then uh, was uh, a good if you're an Ohio State fan because Ohio State uh, went 14-0, took them two overtimes to beat Miami 31-24 to claim the national championship uh, across the board in all the polls. So uh, if you're a Buckeye fan, like I know my good friend Troy Akers is, that was a happy, happy time for you guys. So... That's what was going on back then as far as goes to uh, 2001. We've got uh, Coach Phil Jensen coming up as we'll be talking about 2001 and the North-South All-Star Game as the North topped the South in that contest. And we'll tell you all about that, some of the players. And, of course, Coach Jensen will fill us in on some of the uh, inside scoop as well as some of the coaches that were involved in the North-South All-Star Game. So it's going to be a great interview and a great time. So stay tuned, and thanks for tuning in. And we'll be back with more right after this message. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or a fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call. And we will give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. And welcome back, everyone, once again to this edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner, and along with me is my Hall of Fame coach, Coach Ted Huber, as we are podcast partners, been doing this. I think this is episode number 78, I believe. I'm not sure, Coach, but I've lost count. But at any rate, we're going to be taking a look here at this time at 2001, the North-South All-Star game there. And it just so happens the guy that was the head coach of the North is a coach that I served under as an assistant and a good friend, Coach Phil Jensen. And Coach Jensen, welcome to our podcast today. Well, it's an honor to be with you guys. I appreciate it. Well, Coach, I tell you what, it's, uh, you know, just uh, uh, you really had an incredible thing going on back then with this 2001 class of athletes. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get going. But uh, let's just start with uh, just kind of your coaching background, where you got started, where you went to school. Obviously, you're a Penn graduate. I think most people know that. But uh, let's just go on uh, from there. Well, after playing for Coach Giesman at Penn, 
I had the, the privilege to go to Butler University and played for Coach Sylvester. And then I played for Coach Lynch um, when he became the head coach and uh, got my start in coaching, actually, as a, as a graduate assistant for Coach Lynch. Um, uh, finished up there, and um, my first job was a Wallace C. Warrior under uh, Coach Dickerson. Right, and, okay. And uh, um, coached there for a year and then, then went on to Cherubusco and was an assistant coach there for Jerry Lang and um, after, after three years became the head coach, and that's kind of where the head coaching thing all got started. Mm-hmm. All right, Coach. What, um, as far as it goes to, um, uh, I mean, did when you come out of college, did you figure, hey, I'm going to be a football coach, or is this just something that obviously you've played the game, you were involved in the game, uh, was that something you figured was on your menu or not? Actually, you know, when I went to Butler, I was a business administration major. Okay. And had never thought about coaching. Oh, really? And then in spring ball of my sophomore year, um, got hit with a helmet to the knee and blew my knee completely out. And, you know, back then they didn't have the technology that they have now. Right. Um, but uh, when I was in the hospital, they told me I'd probably never walk right again, let alone play. Ooh, wow. And uh, so right then and there, it just kind of switched. You know, I thought about Coach Monhu back at, at Penn, who was a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. and a business teacher and, mm-hmm. um, you know, all, all the, my high school coaches and switched my major to business education because I, I knew I didn't want to be without football. Right. So that's kind of when the – I guess the spark, you know, everything happens for a reason, I guess. Sure, sure. And, and that's what uh, kind of sparked the whole move towards wanting to be a coach. Well, I got to I gotta share this story with all of our listeners this one time. I remember you and I were walking out on the field. Now, this is when you became the head coach at uh, Warsaw. And, uh, you know, it was a hot summer, as they always are, and we're everyone's busting their butt and sweating and everything else. And, uh uh, one Friday night, I forget who we were playing, but we walked out on the field together there. And I said, man, I said, you know, you got to wonder why people put themselves through all of this, you know, put themselves through this torture of all these practices and all the sweat and all this kind of stuff. And uh, you kind of looked at me and said, because they don't get to do what we're doing this Friday night. And I thought, man, that is really true. <laughs> you yeah. hit, it, hit it right between the eyes there because that's exactly right. Uh the thrill and the fun of uh, all the hard work uh, coming together on a Friday night. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. you know, really a cool thing about it. So no question about it. Uh, let's talk about, okay, so we went from Cherubusco. Now, in, you and, of course, uh, of course uh, Coach Troy Akers and I, we all uh, have a, a mutual friendship there. Uh, let's talk about the trip from, uh, you know, Cherubusco to Warsaw. <laughs> well, you know, Troy and I met at Wallace actually. You know, we both coached for Meyer in that first year um, when the when the coaching staff kind of t- rolled over there. And he was the one that guided me towards Churubusco. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting married, and my wife's job was that way. And, um, you know, then we were, uh, long story short, we were up at Fair- Jim Jones's camp at Fairfield. Right. Um, and I had my Churubusco team there, and Troy was there with the Wallace C team, and he comes running over to me and in front of my Cherubusco kids with the Times Union headline that the, the uh, Warsaw job was open. Right. And he goes, here's your 5A job. You need to apply for it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went and applied and 
I, I fortunate to to get the job, get the opportunity to do it, and I kind of turned the tables on him. Then <laughs> I went uh, right after I got the job offer. I went to his house that he was building, and right. there's a couple of his uh, Wallace kids on the roof with him helping him. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Hey, I just got the job." And you've got a job interview tomorrow morning to be the track coach <laughs> and my defensive coordinator. <laughs> so, so yeah. it kind of turned the tables on him a little bit. And uh, he ended up taking that job. And it, it's been a, a great run for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because we got together there. Uh, then, uh, I mean, I had stepped out of it for a little bit. Then I stepped back into it uh, and became part of that coaching staff, uh, which it was a great coaching staff, good bunch of guys there. And we had a lot of fun uh, there. Um, being involved with the Warsaw Tigers and that uh, crew around uh, the year 2000 or so at the turn of the century. Um, okay, uh, so, uh, of course, uh, we went uh, uh, to uh, Warsaw and uh, had some great times there, great kids, some great teams and all that kind of thing. And then uh, you stepped away from it for a little bit, and then you came back into um, coaching back at Warsaw, actually. Yeah, um, you know, I, young kids – at the time, my sure. wife has a very um, busy, successful career. Right. And, um, you know, being head coach, I was the assistant AD at the time. Mm-hmm. Something had to give. Right. And her her company made us an offer uh-huh. that we couldn't refuse. Right. And so I stepped away for, for four years and um, went into medical sales and worked for her and Someone who was always home with the kids, which was important to us, sure. and has worked out worked out good. Couldn't be more proud of my my two children. Right. Um, and um, then um, Troy, who became head football coach, was named principal, mm-hmm. and they were looking for another coach. And long story short, they came back to me and asked me if I'd be willing to come back, and um, then spent the next ten years coaching the Tigers again. Right. Absolutely. All right, Coach. Well, um, and then, uh, again, and I should point out, and Ted and I talked about this before we went on the air there, that uh, you are and do hold the distinction of being the winningest coach uh, to uh, ever be the head coach at uh, Warsaw Community High School. So certainly a feather in your well, cap and, you know, good stuff. It, <laughs> if you stay in one place long enough and you surround <laughs> yourself with really, really good people, <laughs> some things like that happen yeah. so well, you know it, it it was a lot of a lot of people like you and troy and will shepherd and chris huber and you go down the list you know right, right. and more importantly than that a lot of great kids right you know absolutely. We, you, the, the kids that we got to coach there you know a lot of blue collar yeah just great great work ethic kids that wanted to buy into it that were looking for something and absolutely um, we, Made made a great change. Yeah, we saw one of those kids last weekend, didn't we, Dave? Yes, in fact, we did. He was a head coach in his own right. And uh, go ahead, Ted. No, Brad Seat. Yeah, right, uh, exactly. I know was a part of that uh, dynasty up there Group. that you guys had. Um, I want I want to throw in Butler here a little bit because uh, down the road we're going to do a Bill Sylvester coaching tree. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Mark Hayes, uh, we had him on, and he suggested it. And so I've talked to Bart, I've talked to Lynch, and, of course, I've talked to Mark about it, and I've compiled, we've compiled a list, which is unbelievable, uh, the list that uh, of people that 
coached for him, people that played for him that went into coaching. And so, uh, you know, you'd be, you'll be a part of that list. So, um, you know, and he came up because he just recently passed away 95 years old. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his son, Bill, uh, you know, affectionately, I think is Billy and, mm. uh, you know, did a great job with the eulogy Bart said. And so, uh, anyway, I want to throw that in there, uh, because I know uh, Butler's a big part of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, that, uh, that just uh, almost makes me want to cry. Right. You know, Coach Sylvester, great guy. Then you start thinking about all the lives that he touched mm-hmm. and then all the lives that were touched by the guys that he touched. Um, that, that's going to be a big number, and mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of great, great things that came out of, out of Coach Sylvester and and then you even take that back. I was fortunate enough. Um, Coach Hinkle was still alive. Oh wow! When when I was there, and he would come down and and would talk to the team every the beginning of every summer, you know, or fall practice. And, um, just it's a phenomenal place, uh, and a lot of great people that came out of it. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Well, I tell you what, and again, this is just a, you know, it's always been a running joke between all of us there is how you and Will Shepard ever graduated out of that outstanding Butler institution. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a credit to Butler, and of course, I'll give you guys credit too, because it's a great school and uh, great traditions and a lot of cool things about it. But I say that all in jest because uh, I have nothing but respect for uh, Butler, no question about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, Coach, let's let's turn our attention to the uh, North-South game uh, on uh, in 2001. Um, we've got uh, uh, a whole kinds of different people. Let's talk about, first of all, just uh, first of all, you guys beat um, uh, the South 21 to 15, which was uh, hadn't been done for a while. And the South was uh, kind of dominating the North for a little bit. But you guys got back on track. And, uh, of course, you were the uh, head coach of the North squad. And then some of your assistants are, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe you can make some comments about, like, Rich Fluka from Highland. He was uh, there. Um, Mark uh, Lefebvre from Southern Wells. Um, Dave McDonald. Bud Olsman from Oak Hill. Um, uh, Roy- Roydon Richards from Hammond Morton. And Neil right. Wagner, some of those guys. Just uh, give us some general uh, uh, things that you had about the coaching staff what you had with? Well, you know, first of all, look at what some of those guys have accomplished. You know, all of them have accomplished. Right. Mm-hmm. Coach Lefebvre, you know, it, his record at Pioneer and um, now went on to, I believe, he's at Logansport now. And mm-hmm. uh, Coach Richards is a defense coordinator now, I think, up at Michigan City. Um, it, it was a great group of guys, right. you know. And and the, the one thing that sometimes people think, you know, coaches have such big egos but that's because they, they don't know them, right. you know? Um, and we all got together and um, just picked a direction and uh, the camaraderie was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and then that fed down to it, just a great group of kids. Right. Right. Um, let's talk. Yeah. Well, Fever went Go to ahead. Florida. He, he's one of the smart guys. He went to Florida and uh, was there 20 some years because he was back few years ago when we had the state championship at the state finals, he came back and, uh, you know, but he he has spent over 20 years down there in in Florida. Right. Guys have been that long, really. Yeah. Yeah. Roy Richards, uh, one of the most highly, uh, one of the highly 
respected guys in the coaching field up the, up in the region. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's been up there at Hammond. I think he's he's still associated. I think with Hammond Morton. Oh, is he back uh, to Hammond Morton now? Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, you know, things have changed up there, obviously. So, uh, but but those are the guys that uh, I know are on your staff and. Uh, Plutka, I can remember, kind of a redheaded guy, wasn't he? Yep. Uh, yeah. He was always, uh, you know, when when Brad Smith was at Crown Point and and all the and the region guys were, uh, you know, um, probably more prominent uh, at, than they were for a while. Uh, Plutka was always there, so uh, good group, no question yes. about it. Now I will say this: when we look at the when we look at the players in the game. There are three players who are former All-Staters. They're NFL guys, and they all played on the South. Right. Okay, so <laughs> it must have been coaching. There you uh, go. That, that um, you know, so that the North won the game. I'll tell you that because, you know, when we look at Cutler and we look at Roby and we look at Trueblood, I mean, holy Toledo. Right. What yeah. a, you know. Well, Go ahead. When, when Coach Bumgarner and I were talking about getting ready for this, I said, "Yeah, I don't remember any of those guys." <laughs> and <laughs> it's it. just, yeah, it just goes back to you know what I said about the coaching staff, and it carried on down to the kids. Um, you know, one of the challenges when you when you coach an all star team, quote unquote, or really when you're starting any program, mm. it's how do you bring people together as a team right. and the camaraderie of it. Mm. And, you know, I think there were a couple different things that, um, you know, weren't great things, obviously, that happened that helped to bring a bunch of good coaches and good kids together mm-hmm. and, and made a great opportunity. You know, um, I shared with the kids that my dad had died that previous fall during the season mm-hmm. and wasn't being able to be there to watch me coach that. And he watched everything and then mm-hmm. obviously the tragedy of, of coach Roth's son Tyler oh yeah um passing away and um you know he was there with us mm-hmm. even though he wasn't right and I, I think that there was just some real life things um along with just the character again of the kids and the coaches that that brought us together and as you know sometimes that outweighs just physical talent. Yeah. And I think that I, I believe personally that had a lot to do mm-hmm. with our, uh, our success. That week. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think probably everybody doesn't know this, but Tyler Roth, uh, was killed in an accident a couple of weeks prior to coming to all-star camp. He was, um, you know, like I said, in the automobile accident in Winnemac and, um, the IFCA has the all-star, MVP named after Tyler Roth. So, right. uh, you know, we think about it. That's 22 years ago now, 23 years ago. And right. uh, Coach Roth, uh, Tim Roth, was uh, at the game. Right. And uh, he comes most every year to give that give that award out. So uh, I, uh, very that's very good, Phil, of, of bringing that up because that's a heck of a lot more important than, uh, you know, 23 to 15 or whatever the hell the score was. Right. right. It was. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think also, and I don't know anything about the North, South squad there too. And Phil, you know, and as does Ted, uh, you know, bringing a, a bunch of talented kids together does not, as we all know, ensure that you're going to be a winner. 
because <laughs> they they have got to be able to gel and come together as a team. And if they don't, then it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't think yeah. it matters. So, but yeah, well, you know, one of the things I mean to drive that point home even a little more um, because of the makeup of how the teams picked and how things go. We ended up with three quarterbacks that year. Mm. Um, so we had Mike Reinhardt from Homestead, oh. Eric Moore from Penn, and then Brett Radigan. Um, I believe it was Lafayette, uh, Jeff, or Harrison, one of the Lafayette schools. But, you know, obviously three talented quarterbacks in their own right. And here you've got four quarters of football. you got a limited number of plays. How are you going to get people together? And whose ego is going to – Trump who's and, right. um, it, it was something that I was really concerned about going in and um, looking back it worked out great I mean all three of them played plays mm-hmm. the Radigan kid threw a big touchdown play mm-hmm. Eric Moore um, you know obviously from Penn was a talented scat back kind of player mm-hmm. um, led Penn to the state championship after beating us in the playoffs 10-7 to and then, um, you know, Mike Reinhardt was just a big bruising, you know, ended up playing the tight end at Purdue. Right. Um, so to have those three types of kids at one position, I mean, it's not like an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman where you can rotate them. Um, we never had a problem, never a complaint, never a question. Um, they all played their role. And that was, a, again, a big part of us coming together and, and being able to do what we did. Absolutely. And I think that that's, uh, you know, again, a credit to you and your coaching staff to be able to pull the kids together and uh, and pull that uh, victory off uh, over a, a really good uh, South team, no question about it. Um, let's. You want to look at the South spot now, Dave? Uh, or the, yeah. I'm talking, talking about the coaching staff, really. Um, right. Chuck Swanekamp from Plainfield was the head coach. Right. Uh, who had won two state championships at Chittard, just like everybody else had ever coached at Chittard. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he was at Plainfield. Uh, he was at Plainfield and was runner up because, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this before, too, that the, the coaches on the coaching staff of the All Star game are usually, there are a lot of them that. Uh, we're in the state finals uh, in the fall, right. uh, the same year, you know, and and there are four of those, and, uh, of course, Chuck Swanekamp's one of them, but uh, he was the head coach, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we can just go down the list, and, and two of the guys that jump out, out at me are Mike Gable. Oh, yeah. Uh, who won about a 1,000 wrestling state championships, right. and then he's won – he won, uh, you know, one, I think, uh, actually in 2000. Right. Um, and then was runner-up in 2001. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Larry McCorder uh, was a state champ at Heritage Christian. Right. And uh, he was the runner-up in 2000 uh, with Zionsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, he got beat by a guy that, uh, probably was a pretty good quarterback. I don't know. Maybe I could have even coached him. I know I used to catch catch a lot of flack because they said, you know, your job, Ted, is to hang out with linemen right. and uh, stay away <laughs> from the quarterback. Uh, yeah. Know, I mean, and so anyway, uh, Jay Cutler was the quarterback oh, I was yeah. referring to at Heritage Hills. So mm-hmm. uh, 
anyway, um, you know, the, the South staff, they were, they were at that time, they were seven coaches, uh, on each staff. Right. Okay. And, uh, now there's 10. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out at you. Um, Gary Bland, Dave Kudrow, uh, Gil Spear, who's still involved. Gil Spear oh, really? is at Zionsville now. And he's, and he's in charge of player development for the IFCA. And uh, oh, okay. every year when we get to the clinic, uh, he gives a spiel. Uh, and I'm not quite sure what, what it means. But anyway, he gives a spiel about getting points uh, towards something. And, uh, you know, they get credit for going to the going to the clinic. So right. anyway, um, coaches are football coaches. Uh, you know, we could go all the way back to Joe Talley at Tail City. Boy, I tell you, they, they're, they're the cream of the crop. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it was in this game, uh, there was a lot of good football. Coaches, Heavy hitters. You know? No question. Yeah. Uh, let's talk but about. What if, uh, you, you mentioned quarterbacks, Bill. Anybody else that jumped out at you from, from, uh, from North uh, players? Well, I obviously got to start with Michael Lido, who was the team, uh, the game MVP at that time from Lures. He had a big interception late in the first quarter for a touchdown that, that got us on the board and kind of sparked our, our run in the second quarter where, you know, I believe we got up 21 to nothing right. and then kind of just hang on. So that was, a you know, obviously a big moment uh, for us. And then um, – you know, just a couple kids that just obviously coaching Chris Huber, being able to coach him, and then watch him play in the All Star game mm-hmm. was a was a big deal. Um, but you know, one of the things you, you you fight for four years like hell to beat kids, like the Reinhardt kid or the Moore kid, mm-hmm. but Willie Wood from Northwood, oh, you yeah. know, for four years we just battled like crazy yep. against each other, and uh, he was a big part. He had a couple big catches in the final drive um, to, to, to kill the clock. Um, so to get a, to be able to coach a kid like that mm-hmm. was, was incredible. And then David Gator is another kid that stands out Oh yeah, you know, from that East Noble State mm-hmm. Championship team. Yep. Getting to know him and a, another young man, trying to remember what his name was, but he was an offensive lineman, defensive lineman. You know, listening to them about their, their run to the state championship, they played like 15 kids both ways and went down and won a state championship. And, you, you know, you, you think about today where we're all thinking about numbers and two platooning and doing things. Man, just a group of just blue-collar kids from East Noble, just a handful of them go down and win a state championship. And then when you get to coach them and meet them, you're like, yeah, that's why. You know, they're yeah. just a great kid. He had a David had a great career at Ball State. Yes, he did. I remember him there. He was there, and uh, you're right. He he's a leader. Uh, he wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the fastest. He wasn't the strongest, but uh, he was one of the best players ever. He liked Thought, to play, uh, didn't he? he yeah. Liked oh yeah, he was a player. I mean, he's a yeah. quarterback, and he was a DB, and and if he had to be, uh, I'm sure he mowed the grass. Exactly right. He's that kind of guy, you know, yeah. and. Uh, you're absolutely right. And, you know, getting to know Chris Huber has been really, really good for me because uh, I didn't know him before. Before, I, you know, Dave and I are, 
kind of hanging out over there at Warsaw with, uh, uh, you know, with the boys. And, and uh, just, it, those are the kind of guys that just make it all worthwhile. You know, I think about the kids that when I was there that played in the all-star game and they weren't, they, you know, had a lot of linemen in uh, Helton and some of those guys. Right. But, uh, they they sure weren't six six and two hundred sixty five pounds. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. You know? right. right. But they were the right kind of kids, and they appreciated yeah. it. And uh, you know, it's just like you know, I'm still involved in the All Star game, and and I still hang out down there, and I'm a gopher for them, and and that kind of thing. And and uh, it's just it it it's never ceases to amaze you that the quality of the kids that go through there. So, right. um, you know, uh, we've been doing it since, uh, 1967. So, yeah. uh, right. Well, well, that's why I appreciate what you guys are doing with, with this podcast, highlighting them, you know, you hear much, so much garbage about kids and problems and the community, you know, if, if more people could see and hear these kind of kids and be around them, you'd have a lot more faith in our country oh, yeah. and what's, what's going on because you know, those, those kids and, and so many more that we're not even getting the chance to mention. Right. We're just, they're just great young men. And, um, I'm sure they're doing wonderful things in their, their communities and, um, their families. And it, it was just an honor to be part of it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You're right about that. Uh, let's take a rundown here real quick of, uh, the state championship games, um, from the, um, actually 2000s, so we're talking about 2001, but this is the state championships in the fall of 2000, their pin top center Grove. Let's not talk about that one. Please. Well, yeah, I understand coach. <laughs> well, that's 21 to nothing. Uh, so Penn went in their favor. Geesman top more, uh, Justin yeah. Smith was the head coach at, uh, um, or excuse me, was the most viable player for Penn. Uh, excuse me. Let's, the the Medal Attitude, Attitude Award winner. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Go. I got it right there. You guys may. I'm there being. Around, I'm two of, around two of my former head coaches here. You guys make me nervous. I mean, what can I tell you? <laughs> uh, anyway, East Noble top playing field, and that's four A ball there. Uh, Tim Abel was the coach at East Noble, and uh, Chuck Swanigan was at Plainfield there. Corey uh, Parthlow. Uh, from Plainfield was the uh, Mental Attitude Award winner. Uh, Heritage Hill, this was probably one of the better games of the whole evening. Uh, they topped Zionsville. It was a two-overtime deal. They topped Zionsville 27-24. Bob Clayton was the head coach at Heritage Hills, and uh, Larry McWardle was the, McCordle. Was the uh, head coach at uh, Zionsville. Heritage Hills' Adam Kress was the uh, Mental Attitude Award winner. And then in 2A, we had a battle between the two Catholic schools there, Modern Day and Fort Wayne Lures, uh, and Modern Day took care of business as they topped Lures by a score of 56 to 10. I'm sure that didn't go too over too well in the parish, but nevertheless. Well, let me throw, let me throw <laughs> some in here. The next year they play again, and guess what? It's a blowout the other way. Oh, Matt, Lindsay comes back. Matt, <clears throat> Matt Lindsay comes back and uh, takes care of business. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Had there a chance to talk to him. Just uh, I got an interview with him uh, just last week. I haven't got him on the air yet, but uh, as uh, he was an inductee into the Hall of Fame. So, uh, yeah, who's the Mental Attitude Award winner of that game? I busted it in there. Uh, Evansville Modern Days. Dominic uh, Ferrone, Ferrona, Ferrone one, something like a F A R A O N E. He was the Mental Attitude guy, and then Adams Central in one A topped Attica twenty nine. 21 in a close game. Rick Minich was the head coach at Adam Central, and David McDonald 
head coach at Attica. And Attica's Josh Smith was the uh, Mental Attitude uh, Award winner. Some of the uh, awards from the IHSA, or excuse me, the IS, let's try this again, IFCA, um, Distinguished Service Award went to Pat Malone from Princeton. A Prince, uh, President's Award went to Tom Milliken from uh, uh, the Kiwanis Camp. Ken Leffler Memorial Special uh, Service Award went to Chad Snyder, Method of Sports Medicine. And the Media Award went to Rob Weaver from WPGW out of Portland. So those are that's kind of a summary of some of the, uh, uh, certainly the game results and uh, some of the winners of the different uh, awards there. And as uh, Coach Jensen mentioned, uh, Mike Lito was the uh, winner of the MVP award uh, that year from Fort Wayne. Who was a Raybould Award winner, man? There's a big name there now. Well, I, you know, I don't see it here. My my sources don't give it to me. I don't. You don't. I don't see it. Do you have it? I have it. Go Brandon Gorin. I thought you would for sure. Brandon Gorin from Muncie South. Okay. Uh, went to Purdue. Course. Was a three-year starter as an offensive lineman and played for the Patriots in the Super Bowl a few times mm-hmm. and uh, was in the league eight or nine years. So uh, okay. those, uh, you know, uh, th- those are the kind of guys that make you better coaches. Right, right. Well, and as Coach Jensen pointed out, you know, if, if we did do and we tried to do a little bit of it but not much, uh, you know, you research the guys that once they leave the game and they aren't coaching necessarily or anything like that, but they give back to their community and they give back in so many different ways, not only monetarily, but they're leaders uh, in their community, uh, maybe on the school board or maybe as a business person that, uh, you know, supports the athletic programs. I mean, there's just all kinds of different examples of that uh, from the, and that's what the Ray Bolt Award, uh, um, you know, celebrates is uh, that these guys give back to uh, football, which has obviously given them a lot too. So anyway, that's it. That's what I got here, coaches. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Coach Jensen. Uh, wow, just uh, uh, walk down memory lane here, no question. So uh, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Well, thank you. I mean, it just, uh, yeah, brings back a lot of lot of positive memories and, you know, uh, you know, it gives you that itch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a young man's game and uh, a lot of good things going on. You mentioned Brad Cease. Uh, right. I, I get to live vicariously through him and mm-hmm. watch what he's doing with the Merrillville program and um, so many other kids that, that uh, in our community that are doing great, great things. And, absolutely. Um, I just, again, appreciate what you and Coach Huber are doing to, to, to remind people and educate people about our history and uh, about the great things that have gone on through the IFCA and continue to go on. So it's uh, it's a good thing. All right. Very good, Coach. Well, that's all I got. Coach Huber, you got any last-moment questions mm-hmm. here? No, I don't have any questions. I just got to throw my boy from Tell City in here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joe Talley. Uh, Joe Talley, one of the six founding fathers of the IFCA, and uh, Joe Talley said, I choose to be with football people. And uh, amen, amen, amen. For sure. No question about it. So, 
Well, uh, I appreciate it. Again, once again, Coach Jensen giving us some time from your schedule here, and uh, this podcast will go on, uh, be posted up next Sunday. So that's uh, whatever it is, 21st, 24th, I believe. Um, it'll be up on the uh, podcast here. And like I said, I think we're at episode number 78. We've been doing this since uh, a year ago last March, so we're starting to pile them up there. I'm not sure what we're going to do for our 100th show, but we'll probably do something special. So who knows? But anyway, Coach, thanks for being with us, and you have a great day. All right, thank you. Thanks, Bill. Thanks. We'll be back right after this. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or a fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call. And we will give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. And welcome back, everybody. And uh, that uh, closes out this edition of the uh, IFCA's official podcast for the year 2001 North-South All-Star Game. Uh, and Coach uh, Ted Huber, I thought the uh, interview went well. Interesting stuff and lots of great players there. And that reflects back on the time period when uh, Division One guys still were playing in that game. Yeah, they were. Uh, some were, some weren't, but uh, obviously right. uh, Cutter uh, was pretty good. Yeah. And True Blood was good. And Gator, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. So. And also, I thought one of the biggest parts of the whole interview was the human interest kind of a thing that Phil brought up, um, you know, as it related to Tyler Roth. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, it, it's interesting that, uh, you know, he, he was – talking about the fact that he thought that that brought them closer together. Uh, yeah. That, you know, maybe they didn't have the best players, but uh, right. they had the best team. So right. uh, that's interesting. You know? Absolutely. I kind of relate to uh, a little bit about uh, the 2022 All-Star game in that now uh, they report on Tuesday and, and uh, right. banquet on Thursday and play on Friday. Right. And, how those coaches, we commented on how those coaches uh, can take uh, a group of men, uh, young men, and make them a team in about three, four days. Yeah, so, it's pretty amazing. You know, No question. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, Coach, what do we got coming up? You got anything on the schedule here? As for, as for, what's next? Yeah, next week we have coaching changes oh, and, yeah. and uh, head coaching positions in the state of Indiana. And I'm not quite sure how many, but I know there's probably at least 40. And wow. uh, most of them, uh, you know, if you start at 6A, there's, I don't know, four or five. At 5A, there's maybe one more. And then you got right. 4A. And and uh, the most of them will, will be in 1A. But uh, uh, because that seems to be where people enter, you know, and right. then they get uh, bigger jobs and think it's a better job, which is not necessarily the case. Right. Uh, we all do that. So anyway, coaching changes will be next. 
And then the week after that, uh, we will talk about the rating board, the new right. rating board. We've got some new members of that. And there are 60 people on the rating board. And oh, wow. Jason Simmons is in charge of it. Right. Uh, I got uh, a little bit of a uh, situation where they vote. Maureen and I take and count the votes and get it in the paper. And so, you know, there's 10 in each class. So that's 60 people on it. And we'll talk about that. So, you know, we just onward and upward. Absolutely. Just keep on uh, telling the stories. And there's so many of them out there. Uh, and there's so many different angles and situations that we can talk about. And we do talk about. And we do encourage our listeners, if you do have uh, something that you uh, think, hey, I think this would be a good idea for a podcast, get a hold of Ted. Uh, you know, everyone knows Ted and can get a hold of Ted. Um, and, uh, you know, say, uh, you know, here's my idea. What do you think? Or let's get an interview with this person or that person. I mean, we are wide open as far as it goes to uh, uh, some of the possible topics that we can be talking about because there's a million of them out there, no question. So Yeah, it, it may be, you know, down the road, but uh, sure. it will be next week. But, uh, you know, it's just like uh, with the Sylvester tree and All right. with the James gang. Yep. Uh, I talked about that before. We've got that coming up, 2007. Yep. So uh, you're right. Uh, there's a million stories that we could talk about. All right. And we're chipping away at them one at a time. So. So anyway, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. We appreciate everyone uh, uh, listening to the podcast and making comments on the podcast. And uh, uh, we want to encourage all of you guys. I know we're, we're creeping up here, and it's coming fast uh, to the uh, 2022 season. And uh, that's going to have all kinds of new stories, I'm sure, that's going to be a, a result from all that. So we know everyone's out there working real hard, and you're working with your kids and you're working with the parent groups, and you're working with your assistant coaches if you're head coach. So uh, it's just quite a quite a uh, task uh, to put a football program together. And I know all of you guys are working real hard out there uh, to get that uh, done. So, uh, you know, it always reminds me of uh, Denzel Washington as a speech. He talks about uh, what we do and how we go about doing things. And his uh, quote that I love the best is, aspire, don't just aspire to make a living, but aspire to make a difference. And I think about all you guys out there, you coaches out there, that's exactly what you do each and every day is make a difference. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, everybody.